I've been going crazy on my mind I've been thinking on another level that we waiting on me to spot If you with me, then I hope you with me Surely all my bridges always burned out People envy haters all around me, I can see it in them and It ain't been the same Oh It ain't been the same for me Since I got off It ain't been the same It's your girl Shiro here with the Kenyan Plug Pod, and today we have a special guest on the show. We have Jack Doyle. He's a Kenyan native. Um, I'm gonna let him introduce himself before I chop it up. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I'm Jack Doyle, J A C K D O Y O. You can follow me on IG at N N R J A C K D O Y O. The hottest international artist in the world. Hey. What's up with you guys, man? What's up? Yes, Kenyan Plug Fam meets Jack Doyle. So let's talk about who you are. So you're an artist, of course. That's number one. Yeah, I came to the U.S. about eight years ago uh, from Nairobi, Kenya, South Sea. Hey. Um. I was actually born out. I was born in South Africa, but it was during a war or something, from what I heard. And then uh, we went to to Kenya like as soon as I was born. So yeah, you're Kenyan. You're Kenyan. Yeah, yeah. If you've been there majority of your life, you're Kenyan. I am Kenyan. Yes, yes. And that's what my papers say. Nice. So we have the exclusives on Jack Doyle right here on Kenyan Plug Pod. So let's talk about what made you choose this lane. First of all, how did you get to NC? Like, talk to me about your background. Uh, well. Let's see, about eight years ago, I was, uh, my parents were like, um, we need to go to the U.S. for, you know, because, uh, you know, for job opportunities and uh, to help us with, you know, better school, you know, like most parents try to do when they bring their kids to the U.S., you know, just like better opportunities, more opportunities and stuff. And as I'm going through school, you know, it was, uh, it was kind of real, you know. Uh, very different change, very deep accent. They had me in ESL classes, speech classes. They had me talking to different uh, teachers because apparently I didn't know how I was pronouncing stuff, so they put me in uh, speech classes. Hated those. What the heck? Really? Terrible. They were terrible. They were fucking terrible. They were awful. So um, she literally, she literally showed me like a, like a little art art book, and if you say for example it's like a basketball gym, she she'd read it. She talked to me real slow. She'd point at an image. Say she'd point at the basketball. She'd be like, "Hey, so what is that? What? How disrespectful? Can you pronounce? Can you pronounce that?" What is that? How do you say what that is? But what county is this? It is a football. <laughs> I was just trying to be a butthole. But it was really a basketball, but I was like, it's a football. And oh. she was like, no, this is a football. And she was wow. like, that is a soccer ball. And I was like, okay. So what, what county was this? This is in NC? Yeah, this is North Carolina. Um... So first I went to, when we first came to the U.S., I was in L.A. Hey. And that's where, um, man, that that place is, I miss it. Cali is I miss it. Yeah, Cali is just shit for me. But, um, but see, like, we had to move to North Carolina because of, uh, my brother went to UNC came down here with uh, my brothers. I got three older brothers. Came down here, went to, um, let's see what school. I went to Hillside New Tech, which is in Durham. Mm. And that was a very interesting experience.
too, but um, what what got me through it mainly was just listening to music. You know, I was always into music. Um, they always had me play. I started in the church, believe it or not. They had me playing all the instruments. That's what's up. Literally all the instruments, like the, the piano, guitar, drums. And naturally, like, I just fell in love with that. And as I got older, I think I came to college. And you know, that's when you start to, like... Get into like, your uh, American bag. <laughs> no, get into yourself. Like, that's the time, like, you... You know, like, the it's, it can be strict sometimes. So that's when you kind of get out there and you're, like... You kind of get to experience stuff on your own. And it's like, I'm still in school... Like, for example, now I'm doing the master's and I'm just like, the whole time I'm doing it, I'm, I'm, I'm doing classes with Ninth Wonder, who's nice. um, really nice. a big, uh, a big hip hop producer, I mm-hmm. uh, did Jay-Z as a huge catalog. So he, had, he teaches a hip hop class at North Carolina Central University and he had us write songs for a project and poetry. For and those who don't know, oh, sorry to cut you huh? off. Ninth nine, Wonder nine. works with J. Cole. Like, the guy is, like, J. Cole doesn't even do producers, and he only allows, like, Ninth to help him out. So this is this is big. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> nah, you know, you're good. So, like, um, you're right, he does. And he's, a, he's such a cool dude. Um, I had his class, so when we did a project, he was like, man, have you ever thought about, you know, actually doing this? Because he was sharing my stuff, and I was like, I mean, I didn't, you know, I loved music. Like, I loved music. Like, I literally memorized everybody. Like, I listened to all genres, hip-hop, pop, like, Wizkid, Coldplay, like, The Fray. Yeah, genre, <laughs> everybody, like, like every, every single genre I listened to, like, even people from Japan and stuff like if it sounds sonically good like I'll listen to it so like that's pretty much like I just my whole life I've literally had a a weird undoubtful connection with music and expressing myself has been I've usually only been able to express myself through the music so when I when he we actually got together and he we actually he had me record some music and after I did that he set me up for a UNC TV interview which we did um this was back when I was like I think a sophomore so it was like I've been doing this I've been making this in seven years now that was about like my second year and um that was my first year that was the first year and then afterwards he was like it was like, all right, that, at that point, I, I just started writing a lot and just dropping the projects that you see on Spinrilla and um, live mixtapes. Um, mm-hmm. These are all, like, a lot, and I've taken a lot down, like, it's like a thousand songs, but it should be, like, five or six EPs out right now that you can just find scattered, leaked all over YouTube, online, everywhere, of all my old stuff and... Um, I've been just just sitting, staying, working, working, working every year in and year out. Um, every single day, I'd go to class, and as soon as I got out of class, I'd make music until I couldn't stop, and then try to knock out my homework, and I still made it out. And then um, came to a point where I was like, man, I really people were starting to like let me know like I can really do something with this and I was getting a lot of love that I wasn't really expecting so and it was like the way I'm making music at the time I got like a weird high from it so it was like I felt like uh, I could vent and it just felt right so it's like I started making music and learning how to record myself because at the time you know I'm trying to work with a lot of producers and um studios and they're not feeling it you know they're not trying to work or do anything because you know who's this guy from kenya like never the, you know what i'm saying never he's yeah he, they're like where where'd you come from out of the cut you know trying to trying 
trying to come here and work and stuff. And, you know, I had to prove myself. So for the next five years, like I was just working, working, working. I dropped my first project and it did 100,000 streams on a lot of mixtapes straight from South Sea. That's what it's called, straight from South Sea. had the Daishiki on it. It's only on live mixtapes, I believe. Um, but straight from South Sea, had the Daishiki on the front. <laughs> and it was just like, it was supposed to like, I was supposed to start a series coming to America. Uh-huh. And I think I'm going to, you know, sneak peek, letting you know, guys, that's just what's going to happen in the future. Um, but I started, I started a series of EPs just to, just to expand my sound because I was making music at a fast pace towards like recording almost 15 tracks a day so I was like I wanted to slow down and try to try to figure out direction now like take it seriously so I dropped a series of EPs on Spirilla I got in touch with Hustle Hearted who does everybody's like music drops on Spinrilla like he's the go-to DJ to drop your music he hit me up um he was like hey I really I got my Spinrilla account and he was like I hit him up and uh, he told me you know yeah let's work he was the first guy that actually believed in me to work and uh, this other DJ called DJ Tati she's in New York for the past three four years I was working with them and just they were just tagging themselves on all my music and dropping all my EPs on Spinrilla singles and all that stuff and they're still up there right now um and that really got my buzz up um I was I started getting 2000 after that 100,000 mixtape I started getting uh I started getting like 2500 downloads and you know uh, anywhere from 100 to 60,000 streams on my uh, on my EPs, and at that point I was like, I need to now go find out. We come to you know a year ago. Fast forward um, a year and a half ago uh, when the baby was coming out, I was following him. Thought he was real dope, so I hit up his manager, Arnold Taylor. And I was trying to do a feature for Baby, and uh, I went up there to do the feature, and we started playing my music. And he asked me stuff like, "Hey, man, like, you got something different here?" Now at the time, I'm like, "Whoa!" Like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't really know too much about, you know, what I'm saying who he was as an individual, and. You know, like, I didn't know too much about that, the, the stuff, you know, it was my first experience dealing with an uh, industry I had, and at the time, I didn't know that, you know, I just thought, he was, uh, I mean, the baby, he is the baby's manager, but, you know, at the time, I was just like, you know, I just thought I was doing a feature, I came over there, he was like, we're gonna do something else, like, what's your plan in this, and that's when things kind of changed and he got me in the studio working with some of his uh, producers like uh, Sean First, um, DJ Kid, and we got some fire, fire, fire tracks. That's where you heard that stage track from. That was produced by Sean First. Um, this, this, the, the whole year and a half pretty much has just been developing this new sound like that I that I just kind of growing the sound that I was already starting to make. You know, you always want to, you want you keep learning and you keep growing in this industry. And, you know, the day that you feel you know everything, you know, you're dead. So it's like, I always want to keep growing and getting better. You know, he, he showed me a big part of that, you know, working with Sean. That was a big experience right there. Helped me figure out some things about, um, you know, like, where, how far I could really take my sound, and that's when during this year and a half, I've really just been playing with my voice and playing with the sound and really getting into it um, real deeply on a more international note, because, and I, I love this, 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 this slow music. I feel like I'm just like a, like an evolving individual with the artistry, and I just love how it just keeps growing with from production and just to see that growth. And, um, you know, Arnold Taylor's been a great guy. 
you know, just been great in helping, uh, just helping, like, just being hard on me and, you know, just letting me know, like, you know, this is, this is something serious and I, I appreciate the, I appreciate his, his way of thinking and his way of handling things, you know, it, it really leveled up my way of thinking in this, in this industry and that's kind of what you need, you know. I get a lot of messages from artists in Kenya, for example, and, you know, they're always trying to figure out what they need to do to make it to, you know, or to, or to get there. And I'm, you know, I tell them a lot of times, you know, I'm still working. I'm, you know, I ain't made it yet. You know, I'm, I'm on my way there. I'm about to be on, you know, I'm on, I'm on now. You got to take it, but at the same time, you also have to, you got to work, you got to work, work, work. You got to keep going, you know. I, I tell people it's the iceberg effect. Everybody sees... The, the top layer of ice, you know, everybody sees all the, the good stuff. They see the, the, the big block of all the stuff you've done, but they don't see that, that 90% of the ice, you know, under the water. That's, mm-hmm. that's all the work that you've put in. So, but another thing is like, you wouldn't look at it as work if it's something that you love. It's just something that naturally just occurs. You just have to stick with it. You know, I was telling a lot of people as well like it's just consistency you know consistency so, huh I said consistency is key yeah consistency is absolutely key so that's just that, that's pretty much the whole thing and like now I got like two three albums to the side I'm about to just start dropping a lot of visuals a lot of music videos um get it out there um, NRG Radio hit me up for safe. About to run up again. Started out with no friends. Trying to chase all the M's. That's it on the safe. Yeah, I can't lose it again. See all the blood through my veins. Dripping out of my skin. All this work is starting to show now. Niggas plot on my M's now. Niggas sweet like M&M's now. I just want to get the bands now. Never asking for a handout. Niggas think that I'm a cash cow. I'ma get the check and cash now. I really want to start new music out there now and start applying that pressure all 2020 so I can get, you know, the world on board now so that we can start hitting the world, start getting these shows, traveling, doing these uh, radio interviews. And you heard it here first. Yes. You heard it here first. Kenyan Plug Pod. So you guys, um, a lot of gems were dropped there. So if you did not catch those, definitely rewind this because he definitely dropped some gems as to how to kind of make it in the industry um, just by being consistent. And I've been telling a lot of guys this anyways. Like one thing that I always talk about is this Russ formula. And and I love it because I don't know if you, you know who Russ is, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Russ, he said he was like dropping music on every platform like every week for maybe a year straight and he was like I don't care if I was getting like five views or two views but the point was I was consistently dropping content so when I did catch people's attention and when I did become like you know more popular people could find my catalog and be like there's a whole lot of content here so that's that's the formula that all artists all creatives need to follow because don't be focused so much on what's happening right now just think about when somebody discovers you and when you get discovered how much music how much content they'll be able to find and then that's how you blow you have to be consistent you have to be consistent like this you're saying right now you are doing you've been doing this for seven years when would you say like your best years when when did that begin like when did you start living your best life (laughs) okay so like during the seven years like Uh i'm not gonna lie i've had multiple opportunities during the the process Mm -hmm. but the reason i highlight now so much is because it's going to go global with this with this vision and you know, working side by side with Arnold, like there's a different, there's a there's a more serious, more um, I wouldn't say serious, like it's more how do I explain it? Everything is more planned out and organized. You know, it's it's 
it's your more, moment. Uh, it's your moment. Huh? Simply, it's your moment. It's this is your time now. It's your season. But it's like, like yeah, but I don't want people to feel like you know you you have to go through all those years because it could happen in it could happen in in a year or two. You never know. Like Kanye West did it in the summer. Like the only reason I'm saying with seven years, you gotta understand that the language barrier, the culture barrier, me having to learn. It took me longer because I did a lot of things. I had to do a lot of things myself, such as, you know, my own marketing, my own recording in the studio. You know, I had to learn, and I had to learn how to record. It took me two, three years to learn how to record myself, like, to where I could get decent stuff out there. And then, when it started building up, I'd get calls from, like, the Orchard, Sony. They'd offer me deals and stuff, you know, and at the time, I would turn those deals down because they didn't have your best interest and you know, a lot of these artists they're chasing after that Instant deal thing. you know that that deal and the money and and why I see a lot of people go down is um, knowing self worth and you, you have to know your value and you have to know what it is your vision is before you even get into something like that because um I study a lot of Master P. Um, he was a. He he said, I, I I did a concert. They went. They put him on tour. Did a show. Only one person out of the whole crowd was moving to his music. And he said, if I can get that one person to move, I can get a lot more. I can get. I can make it out here. He sold millions and millions of copies after that. But he did it. You know. He did it through funding himself a lot. He got distribution deal to promote his music, but he he went out there himself and he did a lot of the work himself. And what I find admirable about that is that's a lot of what artists are doing today. We have the platform to, to really, like it's a different day and age. Like you can drop your music everywhere. You can literally drop your music everywhere. I think everybody needs to focus on making sure you protect yourself first because you never know what song you may make that you release that is going to be it. You know, you just never know. And what happens is uh, I see a lot of artists that don't copyright their stuff or anything and you can get into some, you know, some issues and stuff, but just, just be, just have fun. Don't think too much about it. Just really focus on the craft and grind. Like, like you said, don't focus on everybody else. Your time will come if you put in the work. You, like, it's guaranteed. Like, I'm letting anybody know it's guaranteed. If you just, if you really want it and you put in the work, it's gonna come. The only question is like, how hard do you want it? How bad do you want it? And how hard are you willing to work for it? You know, that's the keys. That's the keys to life. Honestly, this is this is something that we constantly. I speak about this on the show all the time because it's it's a problem when people expect things to happen. And I know some artists myself that will not put themselves in certain situations because they're like, it's supposed to just come to me. It's supposed to just come to me. But you have to go after opportunities you have to put yourself out there because otherwise people will overlook you there's so many other people trying to do the same thing you have to exactly and they're talented too mm-hmm. oh yeah that's competition but the, what makes you better than your competition is being the best version of yourself and knowing that and marketing that you cannot you, you cannot deny that when you're at your best level like nobody can believing in yourself yeah nobody can get in your way because so, you have to understand, if you're if you're genuine, there's somebody out there exactly. that's gonna feel you, and you have to make sure you can reach them. But since we're talking, reach them all, reach them all. For some of the guys in Kenya, I know a lot of guys out there that actually have been, you know, making their own music. They have like copyright issues already over there. So most of the time, people in Kenya get discouraged and um end up like looking for deals outside of the country so would you suggest like if you had did this same thing in kenya like if you are an artist in kenya would you do you think you would be getting the same kind of like feedback would you like do you think the same i think i get more feedback mm. 
Okay. I think if I was in Kenya, I think I would have been on a long time ago. Ah, expand. And let me tell you, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Listening to, watching, like, over the years, looking at my, especially now, looking at, like, DMs and messages and, you know, love I get from, from fans out there. I get a lot of messages saying stuff like, I mean, like, and it's stuff I didn't even realize because, you know, I haven't really been back home like that. So, you know, I'm getting messages saying, you're the best artist Kenya has ever seen. Oh, finally, somebody is representing Kenya. That's fire. Oh, wow, this guy's, what? I can't believe you're Kenyan. Like, this is ridiculous. And I'm saying this like, for the psycho, like the psychological impact, like I, I started looking at that, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like That's we big. really have nothing to show for us like that. Is That's... that is that how bad it is? And it made me feel like if I was in Kenya right now, I after NRG radio hit me up, I'd just pull up to the radio station. And I'd literally do the same thing. I'd never stop dropping music. I'd have the music in the house. At this point now, it would be, you gotta understand, it'd be a lot easier. You're at your home. There's so much love there. I, I could go to places in Kenya and just, it's, you're, you also, our people are different too. You got it's a different culture. We're more likely to do for each other, help each other out. Yeah. And push each other hard, especially in something that they, if you genuinely believe in it. And that's what I saw. That's what I see from my messages, that's, from that's the, the outlook from the fan base. So I'm just like, if I was in Kenya, man, it'd probably be over right now. Because it's like... That's a I'm, good thing. I mean, I, I'm for the thing. people. That's like, even thing. over here, like, I rep the people, but I, I'm for the people. I'm from my country. Like, I never want to forget that. A lot of people forget where they come from and I can't do that. Me, I want to grow the country. Like, I want to make it, put it on the map. Like, yeah, we're a force to be reckoned with, you know? That's the diaspora. Nice. And then give it to the world. Yep. Exactly. Let the world experience us, you know? Kenya to the world. Kenya to the world. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the point. That's the point. That's the whole point of even the show, Kenyan Pluck Pod. It was the, that was always the point to to showcase the culture that we have from the diaspora, from people on the ground, just to like show as a people what kind of greatness we hold in our in our in our country, in our culture, everything. Like even if we have the most tribes, even if we have all of this stuff, like one consistent thing is like. Man, there's a creative spirit that is in Kenya that's really heavy, I feel. You cannot touch the content that comes from Kenya. And that's why it pisses me off when, like, there's no Kenyan artist that is looked at at the same level as, unfortunately, I keep saying this, like, Burna Boy or DeVito or something. There should be a Kenyan artist at this point that has the same or more, you know, recognition. So... I'm and that's for... what I thought, but apparently, apparently with that, with that being said, I'll take that. I'll do it, man. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll do it. Do it for him. Do it. Do it for the country. You know it, man. Yeah, there's no, there's, no, I'm not saying until there's no talent in Kenya that like, there's no person that's potentially good enough. I'm just no, saying. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. There's, yeah. It's not that there's no talent. It's just who has stood up to put in the work to do it, you know? Exactly. Like, you never know what anybody is going to be. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, I'm the best in the world just, just to say it. That's genuinely what I'm manifesting. That's genuinely what I'm pushing, what I'm working to do okay. to, to be the best. And it's like being Kenya, being from Kenya, Mm-hmm. That's just something. That's just that. That's the background. That's the foundation. Mm-hmm. I want people to like be proud of that. And you know, like anybody, you never know what anybody is gonna be. That's why you never want to look down on anybody. So the same way these producers and uh, studios didn't record me the first year. Guess what they're doing now? They're trying to give me free studio time. They're trying to hit me up and say, "Oh, can you come promote me now?" 
you know, and, and mm. now, now you still have to, sometimes you may still have to play chess and, and learn, like, learn that it's a business, man. You can't take stuff personal. A lot of people, they take stuff personal and they let it um, mold themselves and you can get to a point where you're so angry and you feel like you're playing, but you also have to understand it's also business. It's absolutely business. And it's, it's all learning lessons. And, and I think that's I think that's the biggest part people forget. It's the love for the music. But if you want to be in the industry, you have to know the business. And the business you can't take personal. The business is, is the part you have to, you know. And I'm speaking from experience. You, you live and you learn. And if you don't take lessons that you've you know, you failed in or things that you haven't gone for, you don't learn from them and you apply it to the future as you move on because it's always going to be opportunity. Always. 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 You just have to open your eyes and keep your vision clear. But when you're in your feelings, you can't be clear with your vision because you're going to be so focused on how you feel wronged and blah, blah, blah. So if you get over that part, you can see the other opportunity that's waiting for you past something that just rejected you or past something else. So exactly. life, you life just is, if you look at it correctly. But for the guys in Kenya, I know they're gonna be pissed because they're like, Oh, you think you can make it in Kenya? I think the issue with um in Kenya is that there's too many tricks. Like there's too many tricks, there's too many opportunists, like when you get into the industry in Kenya, it's like a whole different vibe compared to you meeting like an Arnold Taylor here and you having, I'll guarantee someone to look at it and say, okay, that person made it. The baby is, is hot. He can say, he can apply the same kind of opportunity for you. Like you being able to go to a class with Ninth Wonder, being your teacher or, the, or your mentor and having these mentors being available to you. Those are different opportunities than people in Kenya may have. So... For that being said, I feel like that's why it always goes back to people having to, you know, sell their music or sell their their rights or having some portion of their music being owned by foreign people or foreign companies. And that's something else that I feel is holding Kenya back from truly being at its potential because there's too much corruption with even doing that industry business. You have people like Calligraph Jones who's complaining about even getting his, his money, you know, from old songs. So it's like, it's too much, too much going on, and it makes it too difficult. But that's, but that's, see, that's the thing, that's the issue that you're going to experience everywhere. So if you don't prepare yourself for that, then what what, what, what can you do? You, you have to, this is a hustler's game, mm. and I'm talking about... And I learned that it's a hustler's game. I learned it a very hard way, which I cannot explain on this show. But I'm just saying, I learned a very hard way. You have to, first of all, making it nowadays, you have to understand that we have the platform to be our own, to be our own success. We have the platforms. It's available to everybody. Now, if you're not, if you think you're just gonna come in with nothing to put in, that's why I think you're you're gonna fall off because you always have like me. Like I've always what like music is my passion. That's my that's everything I want to do in life. But I'm also realistic enough to know that if I want to keep moving forward. You have to have, like, income. And, you know, it's like, you you don't have people to help you with, with income a lot. Like, me, I've done everything strictly myself. Like, I, no, no help from, like, no, you know what I'm saying? I'm not getting any money from anywhere, you know what I'm saying? So, it's like, you have to... You have to build that for yourself. It's no different than starting a business from scratch. This is true. You know, if you start a business from scratch, you're going to fail a lot of times before your business starts to pick up and it goes crazy. 
it literally, it literally was the same thing with, with, with the music stuff, man. It's like, you have to keep, you have to keep putting in work. You have to keep, because if you, if you don't, if you don't believe in yourself, you, you don't fund yourself, what makes you think somebody out there is gonna, is gonna want to do it if you can't do it? And some people I know, some people, they're not able to do it. But like I said, I've been doing stuff on my own, like even with no, no help, like even my parents don't know I'm doing this, you know? So it's like... You said they don't know? No, they don't know. What? How do they not know? I want them, I want them to know when, you when they it. hear it, when they hear it, when they see it, when it, that's why I say I'm not... That's why I said I'm I'm on the way. A lot of people look at me like I'm 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 there, but it's like I'm I'm on the way. Yeah. And I wanted to on be, a hot path. I wanted to be something big, but mm-hmm. I want them to know when. I want them to see that. I want them to see the tip of the iceberg. I don't want them to see all I have to do to get there. Hmm. You know. Wanna, it, it, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. The the, the process. It can be discouraging when you see, like a lot of people, like, okay, a lot of people would give up just because of um, sometimes the process or just not being able to put in the, the footwork in, you know? Mm-hmm. And you have to focus on that. That's big, like, that's big, like. It's not just the music. Like I see talented people. I hear talented people every day, and I love it. But it's like no, I try to help them because you have to. You have to push yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I. That's why I try to tell people. That's why I try to talk to people and different artists and let them know if I genuinely vibe with something because. Maybe it will knock them into motivation. Like, hey, let me push, let me push myself harder and see who else I can touch with this. You know, that's why I like using whatever influence you know I have now to encourage and help grow. And that's another thing too. You you have to be, have to be a genuine person. But that's the key to being an artist too. When you promote yourself, you're promoting your genuine self. It's just nothing scripted. It's nothing difficult. It's not this extra planned out thing. You don't have to make this, this whole different look about yourself. It's, it's you. Like, like that's me. Like, I'm Kenyan. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's exactly it. And people, and people, and that's, that's a big, that's a big part of why people, you know, they vibe with it. Because it's, it's, it's different. And it's like, if people are looking at us like that, I want our people to now look at themselves like that and be like, yeah, take this as an example. We're Kenyans. We're Africans. Exactly. Let's go make, let's go make noise. Yeah. This is, this is what's going to happen. Like, let's go make noise. Like, that's the, that's the diaspora. Noise is being made for sure. It just needs to be directed throughout the continent. It just doesn't have to be, you know, to the West all the time or to the South, South Africa all the time. It has to be spread evenly and we all equally have to make noise. And that's, that's what it's about. Just just making a whole lot of noise. But Kenya, Kenya first. So you're saying your parents don't know. That's what, that was one of my questions. How do they feel about bringing you to the States and then you choosing artistry? I don't know. What? I'm just, like, curious how you keep this from them. No, because I'm in school still, like I said. You know, like, I do all the things, like, I do all the things, like, I handle my business as a man, like, Okay. I don't take any shortcuts from anything. I'm still in school, so as far as they're concerned, I'm a student. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. And I don't leave it. I don't say anything past that. And that's it. You know, because I just need to to work. Like I think, uh, and this is not even in relation to my parents. This is just in a, as a whole. 
Um, J. Cole said if they don't know your dreams, then they can't shoot them down. These are facts. So it's, I'm not saying they would shoot them down, but I think a lot of people forget how 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 unconsciously you could prevent, you could be, I don't know, some people, you can't hinder anybody. Somebody shouldn't be able to hinder you from doing anything, but it can definitely influence how you think. Derail is my favorite word for them. <laughs> it can derail your process when you are concerned with someone as your parent, especially saying something to you like that, you know? You take them, you respect their words so you, you can get lost in that, whatever their thought is about what you're doing. So what are you, what are you going to school for? Uh, biology, I have a psychology degree and business administration. That's, that's what's up. Yeah, so that's another thing about being entrepreneurs. The, like the millennial thing to do is be an entrepreneur. Um, I don't think anyone is any like interested in being one, like having one, um, one form of income coming in. A lot of people are I interested. Think I have in, several. I tell people I have several. Yeah, multiple sources of income. MSI. Yeah. So another thing, one of my favorite songs by you. Is that Plomo Reload? Buscando llave a nueva casa. Watch as I boss and reload. You better do what you are told. I'm in it for all of the pesos. Cash money run all of your pesos. Stay out the jungle, you are eating us. My fingers itching on the heater. Propaganda, propaganda. It's getting hard, the jungle fever. Watch as I boss and reload. That song, man. The Spanish influence, and I was thinking about it. Like, when do you have? two people on a song and have three languages going on that's pretty lit so oh wow that video's like Ooh. i like that i like that i like that that's my kind of that's my kind of music um it's definitely um when i was listening to your category to your catalog i was like okay but then there's of course out the gate which is high and then you have i like the i40 song too that you know because I'm from I'm in NC so I get it um and then you got that um the guy who passed in it was that in Charlotte at the end of that song get your hair fine back otherwise you can get out what do you need from me I told you can you, can you have me so and I identify you so I told you one hair I haven't done I told you I told you what I wanted initially and so we could settle all this Yeah, that was the guy in Charlotte, man. Yeah. So that's that's crazy. So talk to me about would you ever do anything like the Plomo Reload again? Uh, probably not. Like it'd probably be like okay, like when I made Plomo Reload, I think that's when I started. That was the first song I was in a professional studio doing. Working with some, um, working with a label called Family Business. The artist in there was Chronos Time. This was like um, when I first, like when my music first started getting some kind of like, I think it's been like three years ago, two, two or three years ago. Um, that's when I was starting to do like getting out there, and that's you know networking with a lot of people. And I was just one of the you know great guys. They're cool. But um, I think I moved on from there because, you know, I wanted to, like I said, at the time, I'm, I'm making music so fast and I'm always growing and you always have to, you have to grow. And, you know, I was thinking about 
sometimes when you work with individuals, you know, um, you have to you have to be careful with who you work with. Like I said, they're great, great individuals, but sometimes when some, when you work with different people, that there's a set plan and objective. And at the time, I needed to keep constantly recording because I knew that it was something missing from the sound. And that's why I really want to drop now because I'm at a point where the sound, I want to give that sound to everybody now again and start flooding again, get hit, hit higher quality videos, start really dropping this, this, this new material because it's only going to get better. Like I've reached a point now of just like, it's starting to get real, real, real easy you know, just getting locked in with the instrumental, the beats, and get in your bag, as they say, on the beat, like, so, it's like, now I'm just, now I just want to give it to y'all bad, like, now I just want to give y'all this music, like, the feels, like, I'm telling you, it's it's over, like, came into the world, like, it's over. That's all I can say, like, that's just all, that's all, like, you guys have to see. Follow me on IG, and then and then Jack Doyle. All right, you heard it. Follow the follow the man at Jack Doyle on IG for upcoming music. Um, you have a projected date of when you wanted to drop? Yeah, so God on is out right now. Dropped it a week ago. I believe it just hit like thirty two k. Nice. Thirty two thousand streams on YouTube. Um, when it gets to 100,000, I'm going to put it on all platforms, and I'll give you guys another video, so go ahead, run that up, so I can keep giving you all this content. That, so, we, it's just going to be sporadically dropping, with no projected date for the album? Nah, see, like, um, I got you on the next show, we gotta, we gotta get back, you gotta get me back on here, man, episode two, part two. Oh, is that what we're doing here? Is that what we're doing here? That's what's up. Yeah. That's what we got to do. We got to keep them in tune. Got to keep them locked in. That's what's up. So, yeah. I see, I see you. I see you. I see you. Man, I think you are. Definitely, um, definitely want to take some questions from the listeners, too, um, next time. Um, see if I can help with anything. Um, and I, I, got, I got exclusive details for y'all, but y'all also got to follow me on NNR. Jack Doyle, find this out, and you get the exclusive on the Kevin truck. Yes, definitely, definitely have a lot, a lot of good info, um, a lot of good takes on everything. I think, um, yeah, I think, I think you have the right mindset. I see that growth is a consistent in your life. You're like talking about growth all the time, and um, that's really your message. I feel like when you were talking earlier, you were saying there's a there's a fire that burns in you or like a passion that, that doesn't let you quit. And that's just purpose, you know? Like if you have purpose in you and it, it doesn't let you rest, purpose does not let you rest. So if it's your purpose to do it, you're about to, that's what you're about to do. Yeah, you're right. I can't sleep. Wake up thinking about music, go to sleep thinking about music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That video was hot too. Like the God on video was definitely hot. Um, the Kenyan flag. You know, a lot of people come come here and they like really truly forget forget um, about you know their culture and their home and having a home. It's really easy, especially with you. I see on your Instagram you bring up the whole racism um, factor a lot. Even like I stated on earlier in the I-40 song, you put the um, incident where the man in Charlotte who was doing absolutely nothing got um, shot and killed due to police brutality just growing at a numerous, at a, at a high rate. And um, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's like you can't escape it. I think another thing people think is that when you come from the state, from Kenya or anywhere, you come to the States, you will not have to experience the same racism yeah. because you have this idea that you're different, but no, 
if you're black in fact it's worse in fact it's worse and i i I really want to talk about that more jump in that more next on the on the next one the Mm. next uh podcast but we gotta touch on that one right there because that right there is big like that's a whole that's a whole (laughs) that's a whole different conversation right there I mean, this is That's the time to do it. This is Black History Month. I'm touching on all... Of, well, if it's... if it's, I don't... If it's something that's... Like, you're not ready to speak about, then that's fine. <laughs> that's fine as well. But, yeah, that's definitely something that I've been meaning to talk about on the show. And something I wanted to touch on prior to getting off with you. Because um, this is, like, my first interview with someone in the States from Kenya. And um, it's just always interesting to know, like, I know what I've experienced being, especially in a southern country, um, southern state, and seeing how they treat me by being a black female. So I can only imagine what a black male has to go through, um, especially in the I think south. it's, like I said, I think it's worse, like, for us, because, like, that's why I'm trying to bridge that, that gap between Africans and African-Americans because like you have the the older generation Africans that come here and I hear a lot how they don't want to interact with the, the they call them the blacks here because of how they're you know what I'm saying like it's just like we look at each other as two different <laughs> individuals but I feel like living both living on both sides of the world equally allowed me to realize like how much we we really need to like get back and and trying to bring our people together and when i say our people i mean the world because essentially i mean we're africa everybody originated from africa like we, we have to bring that's why i say africa to the world Kenya to the world because it's like it's literally to the world and, and people have to remember that and I, I'm trying to bridge gaps with the music yeah I, I want people to see like people in Africa to see land this guy from Africa like really really like got into that whole international game with English music, but he's directly from here. Yeah. Like, I just want the, the impact of that would bring us so close. Like, it bridged a lot of gaps between, like, I think, like, differences internationally that we may have. That's exactly And you know, like, we don't, uh, we can't, we can't fight each other and then... <laughs> And then fight the the, the 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 police here, you know, like it's the system. Yeah, it's made for us can. not to win. And if you look at everybody else in the world, it's literally that everybody else in the world is working with each other, but apparently us. And when we come here to the US. It's it's a a long generational problem. I think, um, like, for years and years, a lot of people... What my take is, and I've tried to understand both perspectives, is that people that are, like, Africans, like, people that come from Africa and come to America, they always have an issue with black people because of... Like, they see the work ethic is not the same. They might feel like they're not applying themselves correctly. And they and then also the idea of being colonized in Africa still resides in, in Africans' heads. And it, it makes them feel like white man is superior and then black person is, like, all the way at the bottom of the food chain. Because, of course, the Africans are going to put themselves on top of a black person. So... But, but that's bullshit because we're all great. Yeah. No, we are. No, like, it, it really like, is. To this day, like, to this day, despite the history, like, I want everybody to know, this is not an all life status thing when I say this. I, I, I genuinely mean we're all human beings. We all have the capability to be great. And it's like, at some point, 
in our lives like we get told that we're not and we believe it and people actually believe it exactly it starts with you that's why I'm so big on believing in yourself like if you don't believe yourself in yourself it's hard to get other people to believe in you because you don't even believe in yourself if you don't respect yourself how do you expect others to respect you it's impossible and that's why I push it's not a financial thing a lot of people like to make everything seem like it's financial like no (laughs) you 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 giving a fuck about yourself is not financial it's called it's called being human and just giving a fuck about the life that you have life is not it's not it's not um it's not easy like don't let like a lot of people that can't even make a podcast right now people that can't even access things that I'm saying everybody should have access to Simply just because of their surroundings or what they live around. And you have to remember that. So when you go around trying to shit on everybody, you feel like life is about how much you can do more than the next person, you're kind of sleep to the point of it. This is true. Absolutely right. That's exactly the truth. Yep. So as and and for all of my my African American friends that always are like, oh, you know, like African people don't like us. African people don't like us, so we don't like them. Um, it's really crazy. It's really a crazy kind of cycle, and it's all created by the, unfortunately to say, the white man. You know, even though I know I have some listeners that are also white, I'm just saying like this is also. This is something that came from a long, systematic kind of thing, and it's it's made it to where black people don't like African people, and African people don't like black people, and they're all the same people. Imagine the power that can be harnessed and created if we all looked at each other as equal and worked together. So, you know. Yeah, but 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 the, the issue with that is. It gets real deep with that, you know. It's stuff that we want to do, and then it's stuff that it's stuff that that requires action. And until we get to a point where, see, that's why people have individual successes. When when we learn to come together as a people to make, because that's all it takes, unity. If we can unite all together and come together in the diaspora, like, we can really just all come together and make noise, like I said, the world, the world is, it's, it's made that way. It's made in the way where those who, everybody has a voice, and if everybody is on the same page, you're going to get what you want. You're going to get it. So... The problem is why, greed. Like, you have to understand, like, mm-hmm. we're, that's why they don't want us to do it. We're the majority on the planet. Mm-hmm. So if we if we can't get along, then everything is good right. to them because it's like, these guys aren't going to figure it out. But if that's we did. The whole point. If people pay attention, that's the whole point of, of the 400 uh, years of slavery. The you know, fact that, was, that they can use that oppression and that same kind of mental weapon is ridiculous. But, you know, at the same time as Africa is becoming more of a in thing, it's trending right now, it's it's good that we are starting to see like an interest with African Americans traveling to Africa and starting to learn more about their ancestry and all of those things. So at least it is there's a direction, like there's a forward direction, but that's why I'm saying like even that's why I started the show. Because if we as diasporans can fit can bridge the gap between the ones on the ground and then slowly by slowly you see other countries starting to develop that same movement, it will be impossible to get African Americans to be interested because like for me, I know that when I do the show, when I do my my videos, 
my friends who are african-american they're like oh i want to learn about africa there's still questions that i have about africa so if i introduce that to them they are going to be more inclined to want to come to africa because they're like this girl is basically american but since she's so passionate about her country her home why don't i find out about that too so if people are subscribing to your music they're like oh this guy is repping his country let me see what his country is about you know so that's that's basically the movement that's the movement yeah you just have to go out and do it like sometimes you have to like i've had people advise me not to to promote kenya because they they want me to come off to the world as just this black guy mm-hmm. from um florida or something you know and then express who i am later but coming out the gate with it. Yeah, because I don't... I feel like that, that defeats the purpose that I'd be throwing myself out. Yeah. You know, that defeats the whole purpose. You know, and... But that's, why, that's why I stick with it so hard, and I think that's why they go so hard for me, and I think that people are going to catch on because of the relationships I've built here and in Kenya, so it's like... It's important it's important to both to have both people rocking with you at the same time. Like that's when you're going to blow completely because you have the backing of your own people, you have the backing of the people that you've gotten gotten a chance to know here. So man, it's it's in it's it's like it's only up from here. Nanda Jumanze. Yeah, that's beautiful looking at it, you know. Like, go on YouTube, search for my music, J C K D O Y O. Don't forget to subscribe to Jack Doyle on my channel on YouTube. New video got on now. Uh, let's keep running up the numbers. I said I'm gonna give y'all a ride after y'all hit a hundred thousand. When the video hits a hundred thousand, I'm gonna give y'all a ride. It's gonna be a crazy visual. All the videos are gonna get crazier and crazier, man. I can't wait to give y'all this new music. We are definitely going to hit you guys with a part two because we have clearly a lot to talk about and a lot of things to tackle and new music is coming so we have to invite him back on the show but this has been Shiro with Jack Doyle and I'm going to let him give you guys the outro What's up everybody man this is Jack Doyle the hottest podcast in the world Kenyan Club with an exclusive first Listen at my next single, Ride. Check it out. Hope you guys like it. Hey, Germ Pressure on me, I ain't letting it show. No, I don't want to lecture, I ain't with the extras no more. I won't let it slide, no, I'm about to ride out. Told me I ain't with it, you can come and find out. I be up all night, no, I don't ever crash out. I don't ever crash out. I just be worried while you see, got a lot of people that's depending on me. I don't know where else to go, and it's through, I ain't getting no Z's. Running up in the score, when I'm on the mic, I do it ease. Just got a bag and show, about to get another.
You have not heard it yet. It is only here on the Kenyan plug. And this has been Jack Doyo. You can find him on IG at NNRJTKDOYO. Jack Doyo. NNR Jack Doyo on Instagram. Yes, and you can find him on YouTube at Jack Doyo. SoundCloud Jack Doyo. Literally everywhere. Just type the man's name in and you're going to find him. And yep, got on now. First week, just hit 30K. Y'all get it to 100K. I'm going to drop right for y'all, all right? All right. Crazy if you guys the like way. the Crazy song, visual. make sure you are getting got on to 100K so we can get the next visual. All right, guys. I'll see you next time. Until next time. Kenyan plug. Thank you. I can't be fucking with you, baby girl, cause your ass too basic. And I can't keep tripping off you, everybody around at a chance. Everybody done hit. Damage you find as a bitch, but I already know that you a snake. And I can't be wife and no daddy, little nigga that's straight out the gate. Straight up dope.